Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia Royce wants you to believe in something real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie, Katie, Naked Lady. Fuck you, Tricky. I hate you so much. Okay, What's this up, is bitches? the second time that we are doing this intro. Because here, you know what? Um, I'm just going to I'm gonna put it in right here. And, <coughs> oh my god. <laughs> and welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie, Katie, Naked Lady. It's okay. I was just choking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even... I don't even... I'm even more awkward than I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> well, walk to offended. It's a shit show like usual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be our last episode of this fucking horrible year. Wayne, stop moving! Oh my god. This dog... Has been a fucking nightmare since we moved. Put down your phone. You did I'm this doing last something. Week. You I'm did doing something last, for the podcast. You did this last week too. You literally did this last week. Where like I'm talking to you and then you just. Well, he has been horrible. What What do you want me to say? Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, this is a podcast. You know, like we do have to talk so people can hear us. Katie. Okay, I understand that. I'm sorry. Yes, my Wayne, my Wayne, my dog has been horrible. I'm doing one thing. I'm doing something for the podcast. Okay. So yeah, Katie just doesn't pay attention again on her phone. Oh my god. Well, why don't you just hawk a loogie at the mic again? That was real classy. You're going to put your phone down? I have my songs ready. I'm fucking ready to go. Okay, we're not doing that first. What are we doing first? Are you serious? Like, are you... I mean, like, are you, like... Are you serious? I just show up for the show. You kind of lead the way. What is the only other thing we're talking about today? Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't need my phone for that. I was ready. Oh, my God. You, I give you the rundown of what the show is, and you still, like, what are we doing? I have bad memories. Bad mem- A bad memory. You have a bad memory. Not memories. Memory, memory. skills. Memory skills. Jesus Christ. Taking applicants for a new co-host on Offended. So am I. Oh my God. You can take my spot. <laughs> so fucking stressful. But anyway, we're doing the top 20 songs of 2020, this horrible fucking year that I can't wait to be over with. Um, yeah, that'll be the rest of the show. But first, 
uh, some shitty fucking terrible news. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard by now by the time this drops, but uh, AEW wrestler Brody Lee, uh, a.k.a. from WWE, Luke Harper, real name John Huber, unfortunately and shockingly passed away this past weekend. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's just, he was, I mean, he was one of my favorites, one of my favorite wrestlers. And it just sucks. Like, it sucks because he was, like, just getting started, you know? WWE misused him for so many years. And, like, they kept him at home for almost a full year in his last year with WWE. Because they they were like, we don't know what to do with you. And it's like, how do you not know what to do with him? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was just, like, sitting at home and, like, finally, like, he asked for his release, like, three times and they would not give him his uh, <clears throat> his release. Well, at least they finally gave it to him and he ended up ending his career on a show he was happy to be a part of. Right. You know, that's how you have to look at it. Like, it's horribly oh, yeah. sad I and mean, horrible. You know, it's like the you just don't know what to expect in life. And sometimes you expect things to go well and then all of a sudden something... All of a sudden, something shocking happens, and that's just one of these situations. Yeah. So it's just, it's really sad, but at mm-hmm. least he ended on a good note, I guess. It just sucks. Um, when he came to AEW, it's in like watching his matches and stuff. It's like, this is what we have been waiting for. This is the, what we have been wanting out of like WWE to do with him, because he is that good, and... It's just crazy to me because he would like the crowd was like really getting behind him a couple of years ago too in WWE and like really like you know they wanted more out of him because he's that good and if you go back and watch like his indie like matches and stuff like he's fucking awesome. Um, it just sucks. It really does suck. Um, so I'm assuming um, AEW. So. Let's. I guess let's go back two months ago to his last match, which was the dog collar match against Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Um, I was shocked when Cody won that match because I was like, Brody just won the TNT Championship. Like, what's going on? Right, and weren't a lot of people on Twitter pissed about it? Yes, because they were like, why did Cody just win back the title? Like, he wasn't even gone. Like, Cody wasn't even off TV, I don't think, for like only, I think he was only off TV for like three weeks. Who wait? Say that again. Cody was only off TV for three weeks. Yeah, because remember they did that match when Brody Lee beat Cody Rhodes the first time for the TNT Championship. Like Cody or uh, Brody Lee like beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and that so that wrote him off TV for a little bit so he can go film that TV show. Oh yeah, I didn't put that together. He Cody was supposed to be gone for a little longer, and Brody was gonna have like a lengthy like title reign with that belt. So when Cody came back and dropped and Brody Lee quickly dropped the belt back to him and then never showed back up on TV, everybody just assumed that it was an injury. And it wasn't it an injury or was it that a cover for the That was the cover for whatever was wrong with him. Um, It was a week, two weeks prior to the dog collar match. He even says Brody Lee even says this on the AEW unrestricted podcast because this was. His interview on the podcast was like, it was um, it was two weeks after the dog collar match, and they were like checking up on him, like, "Hey, how you doing? How's your injury?" Basically, mm. there was no injury. It was something was wrong with him. I'm going to play the clip 
from what he said because it's just looking back on it now it's very eerie and it's obviously it's very obvious that AEW knew Brody knew and it's just it's just crazy so here it is in turn hurts more yeah no totally so I did this for the fans I just want them to know that <laughs> <laughs> but I I um, I talked to a few people a few days after the match. I ride Peloton a lot, and the day, yes. I think Thursday, I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday, I quit a ride for the first time. I was about 20 minutes in, and I said, I can't do this. And my body was just not proper. Um, I think I'm slowly getting, just two weeks out now, and I'm slowly getting normal again, worked out. But, like, I, th- I think I left a piece of me in there. So. Oh, damn. But, yeah, but I'm happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, eight. So, it's just weird hearing that, and, like, his, he basically was saying, like, keeping kayfabe alive a little bit and saying, like, oh, that match was so hard to get through because it was so physically demanding and stuff, but really... I've got these right... serious health issues that we're trying right. to get figured out. Right, and there he thought he was getting better, but unfortunately, I think... So that episode of AEW Unrestricted, that aired, let's see, it came out on October 26th. There's a rumor going around, and it sounds like it's accurate, unfortunately, um, that he may have been in the ICU since, like, late October, early November. Oh. Yeah. That's so sad to be in the ICU and... Because of COVID and everything, you know that things are strange and weird and mm-hmm. you're not able to be around the people you want to be around. So I hope that that's not true. Right. Um, yeah, it's just extremely sad. It just came out of nowhere. So I think we just had a couple of episodes ago, I think we were just talking about how I can't wait for him to come back and mm-hmm. could, like do all these like matches with all these dream matches I want to see with him and, and stuff. So... Um, I don't know. This one's hard. This is a really. This is the hardest I think I've ever taken like a celebrity death by far. Like, like this is not even close. Like Eddie's was bad when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Mm-hmm. I think this was worse. Like I think this one's worse just because I think think I'm older and I understand more stuff and I understand that he had two kids and a wife and so much more to look forward to in life and just hearing all of these stories from all of these wrestlers around the world and how much he was loved and like it's just crazy how many people that he impacted alone like it's just i don't know well what a legacy to leave mm-hmm. you know um i had a bunch of stuff i wanted to say and then of course when i come on here i don't remember him That's okay, I think. I think everybody's kind of feeling the same same way. You have all these things you want to say, and the sadness kind of creeps in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is how, I mean, you know AEW knew. Especially when they filmed something uh, at the beginning of December, uh, AEW, when Kenny Omega won the AEW World Championship, after the show went off the air, and fans left the building. They filmed a uh, secret match that featured Brody Lee's son. His name is also Brody. His son's real name is Brody. 
Um, and he actually beat Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. They filmed that uh, for Brody Lee to see his son win his first wrestling match and win the World Championship. They filmed that for him. So I thought that was extremely cool. And it's extremely sad because, I mean, it's, it sucks. Like, you don't film that stuff unless, like, you know, like, something tragic is about to happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to, like, the Give Kids the World Foundation and Make-A-Wish Foundation. You know, when you go, these kids get to do these cool things, and it's because of really sad reasons. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, really awesome that companies step up and do that, especially, like, AEW. It's just so bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, this Wednesday night on Dynamite, well... Tonight on Dynamite, because we're putting this episode out on Wednesday, um, it's going to be the Brody Lee Celebration of Life episode. A um, couple, a few of the matches, if not all the matches, were booked by his son, Brody Jr., or as Brody Lee would call his son, Negative One, because all the people in the Dark Order have numbers. That's so funny. Because mm-hmm. Brody Lee was number one, because he's the exalted one. <laughs> so he's so negative he, one. <laughs> yeah. So he, he has to be the other number one. Um, oh. Uh, and a fun little story, uh, John Silver of the Dark Order, another one of my personal favorites, um, on the show Being the Elite, they would do the, all these comedy skits with the Dark Order and Brody Lee. I mean, Brody Lee brought life to this group that desperately, desperately needed it. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Brody Lee, John Silver would not be who John Silver is now. Even like 10 and 5 right. and everybody. Like they actually have a chance of being solo wrestlers, I feel like, because it, they kind of got a chance to show their personality a exactly. little bit. It was almost like Brody was like, just be yourself. Just have fun. Like that's mm-hmm. what, like, and if, I mean, I've been saying this for years on this. It's when the wrestlers are themselves. That's the most you can tell. It's the most fun that they're having. Number one and number two, you're going to connect with the audience better, in my opinion. Um, and on the show, being the elite, they would just do all these goofy skits. I mean, if you guys want something funny to watch, but it's it is sad at the same time. The last this past being the elite that came out on Monday is the all tribute to Brody Lee, and it shows all Brody Lee's funniest and like best moments. And that's just it's fucking hilarious. It's sad, but it's hilarious at the same time. Um. Brody Lee's wrestling outfit was like these like gray, they almost look like dress pants almost in a way. Mm-hmm. And he wore like a uh, tank top like tucked in like over it. Basically his character, Mr. Brody Lee, was a play on Vince McMahon and how crazy Vince McMahon is. That was the whole play on it. He bought John Silver the exact same um, outfit that he wears that John Silver was going to show up in a bit on being the elite wearing the exact same thing as Brody Lee was wearing. Now, supposed to, that's the only reason why Brody Lee bought John Silver that outfit, is to do one bit on being the elite, just so Brody Lee could get mad at him. Well, and didn't, uh, on that episode, he said it was like a $2,000 joke. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was a $1,000, $2,000 joke just for one, like, two-minute bit on an internet show. Like, that's how much, that's how much Brody Lee would, like, do stuff and, like, to pop people, like to pop the wrestlers, like there's a match that I heard that Dax, uh, Dax Wheeler said from FTR when they were wrestling in WWE. Um, Luke, uh, Luke Harper told him, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, 
I know it's going to be hard to keep track with the same person for <laughs> non-wrestling fans listening to the show. But um, Brody Lee told Dax to do a sunset flip over him. And a sunset flip is a move where you jump over the wrestler, like kind of leapfrog over the wrestler. But when you somersault over him, you grab like his hips to pull him down to do like a pin. Mm-hmm. And Brody told him to do this. And Dax was like, why would I do it to you? You're not the legal man. I can't pin you in a tag team match when you're not the legal guy. He goes, just do it. It'd be fucking funny. And he did? Yeah, and they did. <laughs> but here's Brody being Brody. Apparently, Brody didn't fall backwards for him to pin, and Brody just stood there and just stared at him, and Dax was like, what the fuck? Fall back? Like, <laughs> he knew he was going to fuck with him the whole time. Right. Uh, there's another one where the New Day... I didn't realize how close Big E, the New Day... All the New Day, actually. I didn't realize, but Big E the most. I didn't realize how close Big E was with Brody Lee. Like, Big E's still, like... On Sunday, I think it was like the top of every hour, he would just share another like story of with Brody and stuff. Um, but there was one, a video where Brody Lee's laying on the mat, like after the match, and Mox, John Moxley, and the New Day start dancing over his body as he's like, like after he lost mm-hmm. the match, and Xavier Woods like bends over and puts his ass in Brody Lee's face, and Brody Lee, he's just laying there like acting acting like he's knocked out and all of a sudden when xavier woods bends over in front of in front of him he punches him in the balls <laughs> <laughs> and biggie today was like how selfish of Brody to not let us dance in his face <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah there's just stuff like that's great um in the dark order he bought everybody jackets to wear to the ring he bought literally he spent around like $6,000, I think, on everybody in the Dark Order. He bought them all like brand new gear and stuff. And he's like, we got to match. We got to look like this. And Ten was like, why did you buy me this jacket? Ten, apparently, he wrote on Twitter, he thought it was a rib. He didn't think it was funny. Or he didn't think it was uh, real. And Brady was like, no, this is yours. Like, you need you need this. And he's like, why? He's like, it will match your pants and it'll look badass. Just take it. <laughs> like, so, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool how much he wanted to help out, like, everybody. And what's really cool, too, which I didn't... I forget how much uh, Brody Lee worked on the indies. I forget how much, like, he did before WWE. So, with in doing that, he knew basically the entire AEW roster because everybody who works for AEW were basically told no by WWE and continued to work on the indies. And... It's just crazy, like, how far back him and Evil Uno go, him and Stu Grayson go, just people actually in the Dark Order, Cole Cabana, like, it's crazy. The referee, Bryce Ginsburg, like, was, they've been friends for 15 years. Like, uh, one of the agents uh, that works for AEW now, Chris Harrington, which, if you watch Being the Elite, it's the one that Kenny Omega always yells at. Like, they did a bit over the summer where Harrington would start screaming at Kenny Omega, and Omega, that's the only person Omega was scared of for some reason. It was just some random guy. <laughs> to the fans it could be just some random guy named chris harrington he's like what the fuck harrington what did i do to you like that was like Brody lee's like best friend was chris harrington and so it's just crazy that like he just walked in and immediately was just like oh these are all my friends he's like hey fam yeah, exactly and and that was that was another like side thing i thought of today how cool AEW is like if you don't make it to WWE, they're like, we, everybody that works for AEW is like, we got you. Let's go get all these people that worked on the indies that like, you can now like work in pro wrestling. You don't like, you don't need a side job anymore. We got you. Like, 
You don't need a body or a, right. a gimmick to fit exactly what we want. We'll let you kind of fit the mold yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Wednesday is going to be very hard to watch. I've cried over Brody Lee several times now, and I feel like I'm going to cry for the whole two hours on Wednesday. But, um, yeah, this one sucks. This one really sucks. Especially sucks knowing that everybody just reading these stories on Twitter from all these wrestlers. I mean, literally every single wrestler has said something so positive about him. It just shows you how good of a person he was. Um, all um, CM Punk announced uh, the other day that all the proceeds from anything that you that fans buy of cm punk's merchandise on prowrestlingtees.com all the proceeds for the next month will go to his fa- to brody lee's family uh same mick foley also said the same thing too if you buy anything of his all the proceeds will go to brody lee's family um yeah it's just crazy um if i could say anything i don't even know um cherished life and be grateful for what you have in life and love your loved ones and, you know, just cherish the moments that you have and that you're living now. Life is too short. Um, I didn't even know Brody Lee, but I feel like I did. Like, that's how, that's how crazy this one feels. Like, it feels like I did know him. That's what, that's what, I don't know. I don't understand. I know that sounds weird, but I don't know. This, this one just stings. This one stings a lot. What did he always say? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he always said every day for like the past like five years, he would be on Twitter and be like, it's Monday. You know what that means? The next day, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's when, That's all he would tweet about. And nobody knew what that meant. Nobody had any idea what that meant until one of his closest friends like posted something about it on Twitter because his friend didn't even know what it meant. And he asked him and he was like, Brody, what does this mean? And he's like, well... Um, what do you think it means? He's like, I don't know. He's like, well, it's Wednesday. You know what that means? What does it mean? And he's like, I don't know. Like, there's 27 days to WrestleMania. He goes, there it is. That's what it means. Then he's like, what? He's like, what? He's like, can't not every day can mean that. He goes, no. It's what it means to you. He's like, it's motivation. It's determination. You need something to look forward to in life. So say it's Monday. You know what that means to you? It's whatever you want it to mean. It's up to your interpretation. Like you need something to look forward to even if for five minutes or even if it lasts for only five minutes, at least you were looking forward to something. So each and every day I try to remind myself and others, like it's Monday, you know what that means. And it just leaves it up for interpretation to whatever you want it to mean. Just look forward to something and push yourself to do that one thing that you want in life, basically. So I think the best way to honor him would be to remember that saying just because it's fucking funny and also because it actually means something valuable. Mm-hmm. So, um, my two cents. Um, yeah. Uh, if you need, if you guys ever want to, if you want to watch like a great match of the Brody Lee's, uh, there's an independent wrestling match. I forget who it's for though, but he wrestles Moxley and it's just great. They, 
those two had chemistry that was so great. Um, even this past year with the double or nothing AEW world title match between Brody Lee and Moxley was fucking awesome. Uh, but I think my all time favorite dog collar match is up there for one of my all time favorites too, with him and Cody Rhodes. That mm-hmm. match was awesome. Um, what a way to, what a, what a way to have your last match be. It's going to go down as one of AEW's all time greatest matches. It was the first dog collar match on AEW. Right. And it, you know, you said mm-hmm. they don't really do that so much anymore. It's a dangerous match to do because you, well, you have to, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. I was actually nervous. I don't know. I didn't like that one. I mean, uh, I liked it, but I didn't like it. One of my all-time favorites. I think my number one favorite match, though, has to be from Elimination Chamber. From I want to say it's two thousand two thousand fourteen, maybe. I want to say it's two thousand fourteen. Uh, but it's the Wyatt family versus the Shield, and that is one of the best six-man tag team matches you will ever see in your life. They, the all six men involved in that match, tear that match, just tear that match apart. It's so good. Uh, the Blunja Brothers versus the New Day in that street fight um, was fucking awesome. Uh, Luke Harper versus uh, Dominic Divakovic. Uh, at the Worlds Collide last year was amazing. Who is Dominic David coaches? Kovic is now T Bar on Raw because you know that's going to get over. Um, <laughs> see, the Luke Harper Dolph Ziggler ladder match from TLC uh, a few years ago was great. Um, he has a lot. He has a lot of matches. A lot of his the greatest matches are outside of WWE, though. And I just always wished that they just did something different with him in in WWE. In AEW, he was getting there. He was getting that potential that we all wanted. It's gonna it's just it's weird. It's gonna be it's weird. It was already it's just I know he hasn't been on TV in like two months, but it's gonna be weird like not him not being on TV again, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I had something else. I had one more thing I wanted to say and I just keep losing it. It's okay. Well, anyway, thank you, Brody Lee. Thank you for the memories. I'm very uh, privileged to have gotten to see you uh, perform a few times in person. And these are now memories I will forever cherish. And um, and I can't wait to see, watch his son grow up and become world champion for AEW, too, because... It's going to happen. I mean, that's a definite possibility. It's going to happen. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do, I could see it being right. a, a shoe-in. <laughs> um, sending all the positive vibes to and thoughts to everyone affected by this, but especially his family, his wife, his two kids. Um, yeah. I mean, he was a giant hockey fan, too, so what? what... What else is there anything else that, like that we could like just fall in love with with the guy? Like No, he seemed like an all around good human being. Yeah. They did. But anyway, we love you, Brody Lee, and we are selfishly gonna miss you. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. 
On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauche, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. I didn't say this on the air. I don't know why. I just didn't wait to say that until now. <laughs> but Brody Lee has such a badass theme song. It's badass. It's one of the best ones that I think I've heard that is like the badass category. It's it's just cool. It's unique because it's it's different, number one. But it fits the character of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a cult leader who... It's creepy and yeah, scary and yeah. huge. If you don't listen to him, he's just going to beat the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. God damn, man. Um, before we get into our top 20 songs of 2020, uh, let me find this real quick. Um, so as Brody Lee, he was a giant hockey fan, right? Um, big, big, big Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Um, which is funny because I think he's from Rochester, New York, I think. Which... If you want to know something that also really fucking sucks, his debut was supposed to be in his hometown for AEW. Mm. That was the show. And COVID. And COVID hit literally that week where they had to go move it to Jacksonville. Sorry, I'm looking for what I ordered. Did I order it? I ordered it two days ago, right? Yeah, I think so. So, let me see. Do you have any favorite Pro Elite moments while, mm. while I look for this? No. Do you have any, like, not just matches, but, like, do you have, like, any favorite, like, being the elite moments with him? I think it, that's were my, well, those were my favorite moments of just watching him on being the elite. I just thought he was hilarious on that. He, I mean, he was, like, totally unique. Like, he was mm-hmm. doing stuff that nobody else was doing on being the elite. He was hilarious. Yeah. And in my opinion, I thought being elite was getting kind of dumb. Until Brody Lee. Until came on. Brody Lee showed up, and it was whole. And then the, all the Dark Order stuff was hilarious, and it just seemed like it gave John Silver like new life to be John Silver now. Well, and the Dark Order was on. They were like the major focus on, on a lot of the episodes recently too. Right. So no, I liked it. I like that he was mean and cussed. I know that's stupid, but mm-hmm. gives it like a rated R kind of feeling. Right. And one of my favorites 
It's just, I mean, it's, there's going to be so many special moments now, but when he won the TNT championship and he walked in to the uh, to the room, normally where he just screams at people, he just walks in and he just goes, we fucking did it, boys! <laughs> and then he turns around and sees John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and they're like, hey, boys, we got chilies! And they start dancing, and then he joins in with them, like, jumping up and down. Being goofy Yeah, for being once. goofy, yeah, instead of, like, super serious. And that episode actually ends, which now it means so much more now, uh, just because of like how it's such a special. It's going to be such a special moment now forever. Is him sitting in the lawn chair with the TNT Championship with the rest of the Dark Order surrounding him, chanting "Fuck Hangman, Fuck mm-hmm. Hangman," and even now, like we told the story on this podcast months ago of when you had that phone call. When you had that phone call, you were on the phone with work, oh. and they started chanting "fuck hangman." So now I will always think of, I will always think of that moment now. Like, right? It's just yeah, I don't know. But um, if you go to bucketdecals.com, uh, this is a hockey website that makes. Uh, so, you know, it's like on hockey, on like the NHL players on their helmets, you see like their numbers or you see like the blue note, like whatever, whatever logo that whatever team that they're playing for, they have the logo on the side and the numbers on the back of the helmet. Um, this company makes those like decals for the hockey helmets. Well, they made a special one that shows a picture of Brody Lee and it says it's Wednesday. You know what that means? And I thought that was cool because when dynamite's on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So, so that's really cool. It's only five bucks. Um, and all the proceeds are going to his family. So, and I know uh, collarandelbow.com are also, they made a special Brody Lee t shirt with all the proceeds going to his family and stuff. It's just so cool to see the wrestling community fucking, and the hockey community step up and, you know, help his family out. It is a cool thing to see. Yeah. And um, if I could say, if I could have one heel of the week to all the ignorant assholes out there, um, why why are you the way you are that's all i gotta say just why are you the way you are <laughs> especially like to people like saying okay oh he passed away from covid no no he didn't like his wife even said he didn't respect them respect give respect to his family right now they don't want to get on the internet and see that shit if i lost somebody i don't want to see that shit and as a wrestling community as a whole we all lost somebody together we the wrestling community is so it's such a tight-knit group we, they may we may argue with one another a lot about which is better between AEW and WWE, even though we shouldn't do that. But when something like this happens, we everybody came together, and I just thought it was so cool to see. Even Vince McMahon even said something about it. Like Triple mm-hmm. H, Stephanie, like they all said something about it. it was so cool to see wrestling fans actually be together. And I hope this is, I hope this is kind of a wake up call to be kind of stay together a little bit here. Right, and it's every, not two different sides. Right. It's all the same community. And it's just so cool to see these fans band together and actually like stick up for his family and stuff. You know, not mm-hmm. not ignore it and scroll past it. Like people are like, no, we're gonna put our foot down on this. And that's to me, that's really special. That's really cool to see. And I wish, I just wish it was under different circumstances. Yeah. Anyway, one more time, Brody Lee, we love you and we are going to miss you. All right, now enough with some sad enough with some sad stuff for one episode. Um, let's get into our top twenty songs of the year. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. 
Katie did 20 songs because that's what I was going to do first. I was going to do 20 songs. So we do this every year. We've done this for now. This is three years. This Two is years? three years. This is my first. Well, yeah. Um, I think you and Jim have done it twice. I want to say it's twice. I mean, I've been. So when I was a little kid, I would even make. I would make mix CDs of the top 100 songs of the year. I've been doing this since seventh grade. Like my favorite. I would do a countdown of my favorite songs. So doing this podcast, doing the, the music and stuff, this was, I was like, oh, I can do this and actually put it on the show. Like it means something now a little bit. Like um, in the past two years, we have done 20. And this past year, when I was doing, putting the 20 songs together, I was like, holy shit. Like there was actually like a, a lot of good music that came out this year, which is funny because a lot of the bands that I have written down aren't, like the biggest well-known bands, it's a lot of in- indie kind of took over this year. They really did. Like in a very good way took over this year. Yeah, there's a lot of good indie music and not a lot of I mean there was a lot of top chart stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it as much. No, and there's there's going to be a lot of I mean, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a lot of chart toppers on mine too, but it's mostly uh, mine's actually now that I'm scrolling through mine, mine's pretty well evened out. I feel like. I mean, I have some that are like radio hits too, but I'm just saying for the most part, the radio hits were more. They just weren't as good. They weren't like bangers. Right. It was like the the all indie scene kind of took off. Mm-hmm. So. Right. You want to start with your first twenty? Yeah, I'm going to go through my <laughs> first twenty, then we'll. Slow it down at 20. Okay. Uh, number 40 for me, I have Don't Chase the Dead by Marilyn Manson. Don't chase the dead. I love that. That song is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, that song is fucking good. Um, the different, At number 39, I have The Difference by Flume and Toro, Toro E. Moore. Is that, I think that's how you pronounce it. Toro E. Moore? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the difference, uh, this is actually on a Apple commercial, I think. Um, like the beat is. I don't mm-hmm. think like the actual words are. Um, that's actually how I discovered. I'm like, that song sounds pretty cool. I want to see what that is. Let me look it up right It's a really good song. At number 38, I have Don't Slack by Anderson Pock and Justin Timberlake. Uh, one of my favorite things about this song is not even the song. If you go on... I want to say it's on Anderson Pock's Instagram. They uh, did like an acapella version, like during an interview, and just started like randomly just started singing it, and they go through like a minute and a half of it, and it's awesome. That was this year. Yeah. Oh my god. No way. That feels two years ago. There, there's so many songs on here. Where I'm like, holy fuck, that was this year. COVID really fucked with your brain, man. I can't tell if this year feels like it's the longest year ever or the shortest year ever. Because I go between, oh, it feels... I go between feeling like we've been doing this for forever, and I can't even like Tiger King mm-hmm. was so long ago. But then I still go back to feeling like it's March and it's COVID and quarantine. I feel like this year slowed down right what like a month after COVID hit is when I felt like it was getting very long, and then December I feel like flew by. Yeah, December was very quick. But the stuff in like January and February and a little bit of March, that feels like it was years ago. That does not feel like that was this year. Yeah, I just can't. I go between one extreme and the other. Right. Um, at number 37, I have Deleter by Group Love. 
Okay. Like I forget, I can't believe that was this year. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, at number thirty-six, I have "Surviving" by Bastille. Okay. I'm surviving. I know you don't like that song. No, I'm not a huge fan of Bastille. I'm not either. I really liked their first album until I saw them live at Riverport and I thought they were fucking terrible. It's like, oh, they're just an opener. They're not a headliner. They're an opener. That's what I I discovered about Bastille when I saw them. Well. Yeah. Uh, Number 35. I know you're going to make fun of me for this one. Mm. Uh, But I put... Seven summers ago. I knew that was going to be on your fucking list. <laughs> Seven summers by Morgan Wallen. I hate country, but I love this song. I, I don't love this song. I do. I don't know if it's because I think he killed. I think he fucking killed it on Saturday Night Live. He did a great job performance wise, but I'm also not a country fan, and there are better songs than that. And I think Saturday Night Live is one of the hardest stages to perform on. To have your, I don't know what it is for some reason, but SNL has like the sound it there. I don't know if it's because the stage and like the uh, the theater is so old there that it makes the sound of the music deteriorate a little bit. If it could be I mean because it, it could be because it's such a tall building, a tall ceiling that they have to. That you basically have to perform in a box. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And I, then I bet you that the the sound quality or the sound. Mm-hmm way they have it hooked up has to be better for the like the actors than the singers right right and but i thought morgan wallen killed it on there and i love that he made fun of himself for breaking covid protocols and mm-hmm. you know did this whole skit about hey i'm you two months in the future <laughs> i look like that two months in the future yeah man you drink so much and party so much this is what you end up looking like and i think it's pretty good looking if you ask me <laughs> I'm really kind of bummed about, you know, not hosting when Bill Burr hosted. Well, maybe you'll get a better and cooler host, you know? Am I right? High five. And who was that? Was Jason Bateman yep, saying that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. At number 34, I have Chinatown by Bleachers and Bruce Springsteen. Um, so this is a song I was, like, waiting to put on the show because I wanted it to be the song that we play at the end of the show. So I haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> and this came out, like, a month and a half ago. And then oh really? We didn't, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna pick it for one of my songs of the week, but then we ended up not doing episodes for like three weeks. Well, that's what happens when life happens, I guess. Right. Um, at number thirty three, I have Lancaster Nights by Charlie Berg. Uh, that song is awesome. The guitar in that song is great. Oh, that is a good song. Yeah. I love how you like look at me to see if I know the song, and when I don't know the song, you start singing. It. Mm-hmm. I, that's the only way I can like get you to chime along with the song. Like you're like, what song is that? Oh, I do like that song. Yeah, because I don't know artists or names of songs. Right. I just know I like it. Uh, number thirty-two. I have "Keep Your Head Up" by the Joe, the Joe Steve from Stranger Things. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, number thirty-one. I have "Posthumous" by Gus Dapperton. Uh, this is a really good song that is blowing up right now on Alt Nation. It's like keeps climbing up the rankings on their top mm-hmm. like 18. Um uh, at number 30, this was another one I forgot that even came out this year was Maroon 5's uh Nobody's Love. Oh. I feel like I should know what that one sounds like. You can make a grown man cry. If you ever say goodbye. I didn't like that one so much. I liked it because no, but here we had the same discussion when Jim was on the show because the last time Jim was on the show, we talked about this song. And you both were like, I would like the song if it wasn't Maroon 5, which I think is a shitty way of looking at it, in my opinion. 
I just want the songs about Jane Maroon 5. Yeah, I do want... That's what I want. I, I do want Maroon 5 to go back to their more jazzy roots and... I want I yeah. want songs about Katie. I just want songs about Jane too. I'll take that. They did a there's an album that came out a few years ago where they did a few songs that sounded like it was from Songs of Jane. I'm like, yes, we need more of this. This is what we need. Yeah. But they're making too much money making pop hits, so That is true. And at the same time, would you? No, probably not. You wouldn't keep making pop hits? Oh, no, I thought you meant the other way. Oh, yeah. It would you- just depend. Mm-hmm. Depending on what I felt like doing with my life, and if they feel like making money, then right, can't hate on them for that. Uh, at number twenty nine, I have "Deathbed," uh, "Coffee for Your Head" by Pau Fu and Bidadubi. Bidadubi, you have to say it fast every time. You Bidadubi have picked a few songs that are just like on TV or on commercials. Don't stay awake for too long. Well, that one I've picked two. I feel like there's one or two more that are coming up. Wait. Well, number one, I've only picked one. All right, all right difference. Okay, I picked two yeah. that were on a commercial. Yeah. Paofu, uh Deathbed, the song Deathbed, that song, the first time I heard that was during the playoffs when hockey came back because Dunkin' Donuts played that at every fucking commercial, which I was like, loved at first. And then when you get to the second round, you're like, okay, Dunkin', like maybe pick a different commercial which they ended up actually doing they finally changed the commercial <laughs> up but that song is just really good and the original version coffee which is i think from last year by beat Doobie, um before she signed with dirty hit it's like a very indie song yeah it's yeah. super acute acoustic yeah. and she's awesome she's super unique mm-hmm. that's why she's awesome she's good and she's also mm-hmm. unique uh number 28 i have Candidate by Ten Fei. It's a really good indie song. Uh, number 27, I have Seer by The Smashing Pumpkins. Is that on yours? No. Oh, yeah, it is. It's just spelled wrong. Yep, that's mine. That's my – should I? Should I, we wait? Yeah, I mean, okay. we're, not, we're not into your top 20 yet. Yeah. Uh, number 26, I have Rosalie Chapter 2 by Louis Del Mar. Um, this is a this is an artist that I've been waiting the, for him to put out new music for, like, four or five years he put out one album years ago with um this song of painting a masterpiece is what the song is called and it's that is one of the best songs one of my all-time favorite songs i think like by an indie artist anyways okay and he finally put this out it's not as good the album's not as good as his first album his first album is very good and this album i thought was just yeah but this song's great um at number 25 i had Take Me to Where Your Heart Is by Q. Uh, this is the song that sounds like that Mariah Carey song. I'm so into mm-hmm. you. Like he had... That we couldn't figure out yeah. what it sounded like for a month, yeah. two months. This That had to have been taken from that Mariah Carey song. There's no way you sing that, that tempo and everything in that. That or it's about to get copyrighted. Right. Or some lawsuits happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 24, I have... Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. That's what I picked. That's the one you picked? Yeah. Not Rain on Me? No. Oh, okay. No. I'm not a huge fan of Ariana Grande. I'm not either. I, it's I a mean, good song. I mean, you know I'm not. No, I, I know. I can't stand Ariana Grande. But she's a phenomenal singer, I have to admit. That. Oh, yeah. She's good. I just don't know if I love her music. Like, there's I just like... don't like her. I think she's an asshole. I think she's a major stuck-up asshole. People love her, though. I know. Oh, she has a huge fan base. But I think she's 
entirely stuck up. But that's just me. Uh, number 23, I have It's a Raid by Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone. You ever heard of them? Uh, number 22, I have Confirmation SSBD by The Western Man. I love this. Is a, this is a song I want to... I might name this one as the most underrated song of 2020 that nobody has ever heard of. Nobody listens to it. And it's just so calm and soothing. And it's just such a great song. Uh, at number 21, I have, and at number 21, I should say, because we're about to get into the top, top 20. 20. Uh, number 21, I have Adore You by Harry Styles. That is another one I cannot believe was a 2020 single. Totally thought that was last year. It's crazy. It's so crazy how long this year is. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Styles, by the way, we had this discussion. We have discussion about a lot about Harry Styles. He is awesome, and he is the new Justin Timberlake on the block. Uh, at least the Justin Timberlake. I think he might be like Bowie. Yeah, really. Like, because you got to think of Prince it, level. America kind of. sucks when it comes to music because everything that's popular in America right now is mumble rap and these teeny bopper like pop songs that aren't very good. And it's huge here. But if you go over in England, they listen to everything. Like you can like all that stuff, but they don't judge you for like what you listen to. Like in America, it's like, oh, you listen to YouTube. <laughs> nerd it's like you go over in england it's like oh we love you too it's our favorite band like we they have a more um we're like the kitty plate we're the kitty table Mm -hmm. where we like chicken nuggets and french fries and mac and cheese like we like those things are great Mm -hmm. but like you know but is it big kid but is it as good as steak filet yeah that's such a good black and salmon such a good analogy yeah i've always liked the analogy that i had about like yeah this person was big here in America. They're like baseball, but if you go over in the other countries, you too is soccer. So yeah, what's really bigger? I mean, we all like the food. Okay. Right. Like Mac and cheese is one of my favorite fucking foods, mm-hmm. but is it the best food out there? Is it the most complex taste? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. All right, here we go. Top 20 songs of 2020. Katie, start us off. What's number, what's your number 20? Uh, wonderful by burn a boy. All right. It's higher on mine. I feel like we're going to have a lot of the same songs. I think so. You make my playlist, so probably. Yep. Love Burner Boy. Um, well, wait, it's a couple of songs up. Okay. Um, my number 20 is Don't Wanna by Haim. Um, Haim is another band that's extremely underrated. They are so good. Um, One of my favorite songs, like I would say maybe top, if I had to make a top 30 or top 20 of songs that are like my favorite the only reason I'd say top 30 is because I like a lot of U2 songs now mm-hmm. um, is one of their songs. Why is it every time that we do a podcast, you're... My printer has to turn off. Yeah, like... It hasn't been on for fucking have, three hours. We have, yeah, we have the worst <laughs> fucking luck. I don't get... It's like, it's like oh, Todd's got to do a podcast. Let's go, let's go record the podcast. And everything that you own is like... Or the dogs get up and walk out like... Yeah, they do that. Like, what the fuck? It's very annoying. Welcome to my life. It's my luck. It's very annoying. But yeah, don't want to Haim. Haim is on like my bucket list to see live. I would love to see them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up on you. Love them. Okay. And Bass Face. We, got, we can't talk about, we cannot talk about Haim and not talk about Bass Face. There's this, the woman in the band, Her when she plays her bass, she like, oh, gets yeah. like really into yeah. it, and it's great. 
Because every time she's on SNL, it's almost like she does it times 10. Yeah, she's got to now, mm-hmm. especially on SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, my number 19 is kind of like the anthem of 2020. It's the Times Like These, which was the original Foo Fighters uh, song, which I don't actually like that song so much because it was overplayed. <laughs> it was overplayed way too much, okay? It was overplayed a lot. When and it it's like up. Foo Fighters, I feel like we're overplayed a lot in general. So it's like I've come back to liking Foo Fighters more now than I did previously. They aren't shoved so fucking far down your throat right yeah. now. When they did, when they first, I will say, when they first like started putting out albums, they were shoved in your face so much. You're like, this, this is the drummer from Nirvana. Like, Nirvana, Nirvana's it's, still here. Because that was like basically their marketing ploy to get people to listen to them. Which is genius because we did. they didn't do that. Everybody else did that. I know. But the way that I feel about Foo Fighters or used to feel about Foo Fighters is how I feel about Kings of Leon right now. It's like I still got that burnt taste in my mouth from the stupid song that was overplayed I've been much. running around that one. and I was looking down. All I see. You're like, here, listen to this great Kings you of Leon song. I and I'm like, no. Somebody. I don't want to listen to anything of Kings of Leon. Someone like me. Okay, but it's times like these by the uh, all the British artists that got together and did like a Zoom it's very well done. Mm-hmm. There's like it's 20 or 30 different artists, and it actually uh, ends. The Coldplay. Yeah, it ends with Coldplay, which I thought was really cool. You were, the whole Mom. time we're watching it, he's like, where's Coldplay at? And then it was like, that was the end. No, You're I like, was like, where's Coldplay and U2? Yeah, we were waiting for U2. U2 doesn't, is not in it. No. Uh, Dave Grohl pops up in that song, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. He's not British, though. No. It's not, it's not all British artists. It's. The BBC. Oh, that's why it's produced it. by yeah. BBC. Okay, it's the music one, the biggest, basically the MTV of Britain. But over in Britain, it's actually MTV. It's actually music and not reality bullshit shows. It's actually all about music. It's the MTV we wish we had still. Yeah, no shit. Did I ever tell you about that? By the way, Mm-mm. um, MTV promoted something on Twitter that was like, "Hey, watch our new show, Deliciousness," and it's like ridiculousness, but about food. And I'm like, and I tweeted back, like, nobody's going to watch this shit. Give us music videos back. A person on the show replied to me, like, music hasn't been on MTV in years. Just watch the show. And I was like, no. I was like, doesn't matter how long it's been. It's still true. And he responded with, it is true. But you should just watch the show anyways. And I go, you know what? For you being kind of cool and that you're actually on the show, I'll give it a shot. I'm not going to watch it. But I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it for you because yeah. it sounds kind of cool. I don't know. I don't don't watch MTV until they put music videos back on. We just need to watch a BB. Give me the fucking music one. videos. Um, it's my turn. Yes. What number nineteen for me? Uh, yes. Uh, my number nineteen is "My Future" by Billie Eilish. Um, I knew it. Such a just great song. It's a sad song, but it's so good. I actually didn't pick any Billie Eilish because one, I knew you were gonna pick her anyways. And there was just too many other good things. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a top 40. Mm-hmm. I do. I really liked when this song came out. I was like, God damn, this song is really good. Because it gets haunting. to a point. It's uh, the beginning is very haunting and slow. And then it gets to a point where it picks up a little bit. And the song sounds like it travels back in time to the 90s almost. Mm-hmm. And she starts making like a pop like 90s song. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is good. Uh, my number 18 is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Um, it's a little higher, huh, man? Okay. A little higher. I wonder why. I don't know. Uh, number 18 for me is Identical by Phoenix. 
Um, Phoenix hasn't put out an album, I feel like, in forever. And then they randomly dropped this one song because it was on the soundtrack of a movie that came out. Mm. It's really good. It's like, God damn it. Phoenix, just put some new, just put an album out. Shit's Do good. it. I've seen them live twice, and they're so good. They're so good. I'll have to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 17 is Ice Cream Sunday by Bono Jr. Inhaler. Inhaler. Uh, might be one higher on mine. Is it the next one? Yeah, it's literally number 16 <laughs> for me. Uh, but before we get to it, my number 17 is Holy by Justin Bieber and oh, Chance the Rapper. Mine's higher. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead, go ahead and go in your 16. 16 is Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. All right. Such a, I don't even understand it. Watermelon, Watermelon sugar, sugar High. high. Like, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but I, I get good. it. I like it. Um, my number 16, Ice Cream Sunday by Inhaler by wonder, Bono's Sons Band. I wonder where we heard that before. Mm. It's funny. It's, um, it sounds like they're starting to get a little popularity behind them. I mean, we had a friend come over this past week. He's like, have you ever heard of Inhaler? And I'm like, what do you think? He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh he's, he's like, oh, yeah, I just remembered who the lead singer is. So I'm like, yeah, it's only my favorite band's son. Like, You're like, I discovered him two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this song is very good. Um, it's eerie how similar his voice is to Bono's. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they have this mixture. Inhaler has this mix of they sound like the killers mixed with like Keen. Mixed with you too, really, and it's yeah, because awesome. they're kind of they're more indie, they're, not, they're more alternative than I was anything. gonna say they're edgier than you two, but you two can also be edgy. It's just overall you two. Well, you two wasn't edgy. edgy. You yes. they were edgy. They were, but not their it's later not, ones. Or not, not the whole not the whole album was edgy. It was some songs were right, but you two to like a lot of people now aren't edgy anymore because so many people have copied that sound. Like, yeah. U2 has like their own sound and I feel like a lot of bands have taken parts from them, you know? Oh, I totally agree with that. Is that your turn or my turn? My turn. Uh, Number 15 is The Steps by Haim. Haim? Haim. See, I told you I don't know people, even though I love them. I love the guitar in the song, the beginning. I don't know. I just love it. You're a big guitar guy. I am. I like it. I think I'm a bass person. I'm a bass and harmony person. Bass? Yeah, I like to I like to see if I can listen for the bass. You're all about that bass and no trouble? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Okay. What was her name? <laughs> Megan Trainer. Okay, Megan Trainer. Who lasted for, I mean. One hit wonder. Well, it was a good hit. That's so funny that she was a one hit wonder because it's so hard to be a one hit wonder in today's world, in my wow, opinion. Wow, we should remember that. Because we were always, like, looking for one-hit wonders mm-hmm. of the 20th century, 21st century. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant to say. It's totally, that's totally one. That's totally a one-hit wonder. Megan Trainer. Yep. We have to remember that. Because nobody's, nobody's a one-hit wonder anymore. No. Because you have Spotify and everything, so people can go look up your catalog immediately. Mm-hmm. So weird how the music industry has evolved away from that. They thought Spotify and iTunes would be bad for business. It, I mean, it is, but it's still it is bad business for, for the music exposure, industry. though. But it, for exposure, no, it's not bad. But for record sales and stuff, it's horrible. Well, can't win everything, okay? Right. Um, but it's it's it is kind of sad though because, like bands, I mean, you get so worn out, and it, 
it scares you a little bit because some may um some may get so drained out that they turn to drugs and alcohol for an escape because their body's so broken down at the moment from touring so much but they have to keep touring so much because they're not making money on their record deals anymore and then you look at bands like the 1975 and people are like why is their merchandise so ex- uh, expensive and it's like because nobody's buying cds anymore that they have to make their merchandise a little expensive yeah but i feel like what they're losing in cd sales or record sales there's got to be a way to make that up somewhere else there i mean we just haven't figured it out yet yeah i think they're paying their producers too much or something oh for sure the record labels are stealing mm-hmm. for sure no yeah that's no surprise yeah. Ticketmaster is another one that can fuck oh, right fuck off. Ticketmaster, fuck StubHub. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Um, my turn? Yep. Where am I? Number 15? Yes. Number 15, I have Wonderful by Burner Boy. <coughs> Getting really annoyed with my throat right now. I was going to say, what the fuck's wrong with I you? I don't know. Of course, uh, there's another thing when we record the podcast. I haven't been, like, had a dry throat all day. Right when we start recording, it's like, hey... <laughs> you, you want to try and talk now? Guess what? You can't. Piece of shit. Thought you weren't going to have ass mouth. Here's dry mouth. But Burner Boy. Oh my God. Burner Boy by, uh, or excuse me, Wonderful by Burner Boy. I love this song. It's a good one. And I don't understand it because it's in a different language, but it's still that good. Sometimes you don't need to understand the words. Right. Are you ready for my 14? Are you not going to say anything about it? Because you did pick that song, too, earlier. I know. I like it. Okay. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I just said know. something about it. Okay. God. God damn. Just say your fucking next song. 14. I hate you. I at least put them in order this time. That time. Keeping track. Uh, Level of Concern by 21 Pilots. A little, little, little higher on mine. Let's go to the next song for me. <laughs> Uh, my next song at number 14 is Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly. Wait, wait, wait. Did I... What the fuck? I hope that didn't just stop the uh, recording. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. We're good. Um, We're good. Mine's higher. That was weird. It just totally went to your screensaver and just locked it. Like, normally, if you move the mouse within the first two minutes, it should just open it back up. It's weird. Huh. Behind the scenes. What was yours? Uh... My Machine Gun Kelly is higher than yours. Oh, okay. We'll wait. We'll wait then. Okay. My number 13 is mm-hmm. By and By by Camp. A little higher on mine, so we'll wait. Oh my God. How many more? Did you pick a bunch more above 10? Yeah. I mean, I, I, being above 10, I probably picked nine because that's above 10, you yeah, idiot. I feel like you have like a bunch of bonuses or something. It's a pretty redundant question that you just asked there. It's like the one I saw on Twitter today that was, what weighs more, a pound of uh, a pound of feathers or a pound of, like, a brick. And people are like, oh, it's definitely the brick. And people are like, what? Like, it's definitely the brick. Brick weighs more than a pound of feathers. A pound of a brick weighs more than a pound of feathers. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. Are we in first grade? <laughs> are we that stupid? They weigh the same. They're, they're both a pound, you idiot. Like, there were so many people that were, like, picking the, the weight, like, the brick. And I'm just sitting here like... This cannot be real. Like, And these are people who can vote for elected officials. And also probably some elected officials. Oh, I got another. Well, I'll bring it up once you finish. But <laughs> um, what was yours again? What was it? By and by. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm at number 13. Yes. My number 13 is Hell and Back by Bacar. Uh, 
Um, so weird. I, it's so weird. The song blew up this year and I discovered it. Number one, number two, it's now on a fucking commercial for the NFL. Like that's crazy. So if anybody's watched any NFL games this past week, the commercial where they're like showing off like the merchandise for NFL shop.com. That's the song that plays in the background. You could tell where my head was at when you found me. Yeah. You've been listening to that song for quite a while. Mm hmm. Since the beginning of quarantine, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Probably when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. You totally did. I've been jamming in the car to that for... Because he's a British... He's British. British rapper. Mm-hmm. We had a whole conversation about it. The rest of his music? Me. Yeah. One hit wonder? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He has potential. They He has potential to put out some fucking bangers, so... Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, my number 12 is Holy, which was previously mentioned by you. Um, oh God! Well, Holy and Chance the Rapper, or Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. Fuck my brain. Yes. Um, never seen. Actually, I, I've never seen Bieber live. I don't think. I don't think I have. But I have seen Chance the Rapper. I would go see him just to say, I saw Justin Bieber live. Oh, I'm a believer. Fuck yeah! I want to go. Let's go. I really like this song. Me too. It's perfect. Could, and we're not religious. That's the thing. Right. Is we're not. This is like. You like the song, you're not religious, you don't understand why I like religious songs on Christmas. Here you go. Well, I think it's very obvious who produced the song. They're both very religious. Well, this just sounds like a Chance the Rapper song. It is, yeah. Like, identical to anything that Chance the Rapper has put out in the last few years. I mean, since the beginning of his career, right. at when he was, like, popular in the very right. beginning. Um, right, so number 12 for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, my number 12 is by Bida Doobie. Bida Doobie. And the song is called Care. This song sounds like it should have came out in the 90s. It's fucking awesome. It's your vibe. It's totally a 90s alternative song. It's so good. And that album, her new her debut album is really good too. I have to listen to it. You should. I'm just kidding. I already know what it sounds like. <laughs> my number 11, We Are Chaos by Marilyn Manson. So good. That is a good song. That's another good song off that album. That whole album is really good. Mm-hmm. It's old Marilyn Manson. No. They're the same. I, th- I think it's completely different See, Marilyn well, Manson. It's quieter I think it's Marilyn. awesome. I can't even think. It's like the it's vibe slower, that. Marilyn Manson. It is slower, but it's still creepy. But it's oh, almost yeah. like. It's just not as hard as his old stuff, but it's like you know that. It's more alternative Marilyn Manson than hard rock Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I just get a vibe of both brings me back mm-hmm. i like it it's a really good song uh my number 11 is blinding lights by the weekend <laughs> so why did you think why why was it higher for me why did you uh, say what, it earlier? what wrestling promotion? it was wrestlemania's theme song was it mm-hmm. i was like i know what somebody is because we've listened to it a lot <laughs> especially when pay-per-views were coming out but it was funny because i listened to that because no but i liked that song way before wrestlemania came out well before they announced that that was the theme song for mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And then when I found out, I didn't even know until the day of WrestleMania that that was the theme song because I don't really watch WWE anymore. Right. But when I heard it, I was like, no way! Like, this I song's actually song. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blind Lights by the weekend is my number 11. And in to the top 10, we go. We're in the top 10, right? I had to double check, but yeah, we're there. We're here. We're here. Just going to see if you're going to fuck it up two weeks in a row. I tried not to this year. This time. This year? My brain. I don't get what it is. 
I'm just tired. This week has been exhausting. It's only Tuesday. Okay, my number 10. The Triumph of King Freak by Rob Zombie. That's your number 10? Yeah. That's an honorable mention for me. See, most of my top 10 are, except for one, two, three, are all uh, alternative or harder alternative rock. Yeah. Maybe it's just the year 2020. Going back to my emo phase. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that's your number 10. What do you think my number 10 would be? I don't know. I'm just surprised that's high on your list. I, I'm telling you, 2020 made me back emo. Back to emo. Back to emo? Back to emo. I think this is like past emo. Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson I know, but you, everything emo. dark like... and going to like fucking Breaking Benjamin concerts <laughs> is where I'm at in my head, okay? All right. Uh, my number 10 is by Childish Gambino and Ariana Grande with the song Time off uh, Childish Gambino's newest album. He put out his surprise album that he just dropped out of nowhere. Where this is the only, I think this is the only song on the album that has a name. Oh, yeah, because they're all weird numbers, all numbers, aren't they? Yeah. Like the title of his album is actually just the date he put out the album. Did Ariana Grande make your list twice? No, she almost did. Made it once. She no, she did the stupid. No, oh, she's in rain on me. Oh, that's right. She almost made. It. I had rain on me first, and then I forgot how stupid much. I love liked stupid love was so much better. I forgot how much I liked stupid love better. So yeah, but uh, time by Josh Gambino. This was this was the song where I looked out and like that was this year. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that that was this year. I remember going to like Feastock or whatever and hearing that song come on and being like. It's cool. Josh Gambino's back. Can't wait to go see him. And then two weeks later, oh, COVID's here. <laughs> Not. I was going to say when you were at V Stock, so that had to have been February. Right. I think the <laughs> well, the album came out in March. I feel like. Oh my god. Right. It was before like everything shut down. Like literally the weekend r- of the like, shutdown. Literally right before everything shut down, because he put out the album for free on a website where you where you could go listen to it. I think he put out the album actually during quarantine because he wasn't going to put it out on anything. I think he was just going to be like. It's my weird artsy album, so just go to this website and listen to it if you want to. And then fuck he was it. like, fuck it. I'm going to put out the album. Here, right. you, here you go. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Sear by Smashing Pumpkins. See, I told you. <clears throat> this song is really good because it's so different from anything else the Smashing Pumpkins have put out. But it's so good. It's got the same vibe. It has the same vibe. It has the same vibe because of Billy Corgan, because of his voice. Um, right, but it's not like, like you remember how Billy Corgan was like, was it the drummer in him that got into a fight and they separated? There's a bunch of drama in this early. But then they movies. all got back together. Yeah. I don't so know. It's if like, they, I don't know if they are together for this album. I don't know if they uh, are. Or not. I was going to say, positive. you know how he said he lost his groove and then found it again. Mm-hmm. You can tell he found it in the song. Well, yeah, because he owns the NWA, baby. Oh, yeah. But uh, Sear, this is a very good song. I actually didn't like it the first time I heard it, and I listened to it again. I'm like, God damn, this is actually really good. It's different. Mm -hmm. Very different from the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, My number nine is Dance of the Clairvoyance by Pearl Jam. Another song I forgot that came out in 2020, and a whole album I forgot that they put out. That album I was kind of disappointed in. I thought I was going to like it a lot more. I thought it was going to be very different from like our other Pearl Jam stuff, but it's just Pearl Jam. But 
they're one of my all-time favorite bands, but the one thing that bu- like really bothers me about Pearl Jam, they're so hit and miss with recent albums. Yeah. Like they they put out like three classic albums like right in a row. Three like their first three albums were great and then I want to say Yield came was the fourth album. That was good. Then like they put out two albums like after that that were dog shit. Like bad. And then they kind of came back again. And then they really came back and like we're back to being Pearl Jam again when they put out that like siren song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put out the then there was another one like another slower song that was fucking massive and that's like okay Pearl Jam's back like they're on top of the they world. They just again. had a they had to take a nap, take a breather. What was that song that was uh the like really slow song like from a few like several years ago that like blew up and it was like everywhere. Yes, I understand that every life must end. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm a lucky man to count on both hands the ones I love. Just Breathe. That's what it's called. It's called Just Breathe. I had it Stay I had it when me. you first sing it and I lost you. Can I say that I want you? Oh. That song. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't, I'm a fool. You see. That's such a good song. That song is actually fucking great. Okay, we're on 2020. Sorry, I was just talking about Pearl Jam. That was my number nine was Dance of the Clairvoyance. Because it's actually, it's another song like Smashing Pumpkins that's way different from the rest of their stuff. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's just got a slower vibe. Right. Okay. Uh, What is My number eight. Yep, your number eight. It's Bloody Valentine by Machine Gun Kelly. But I have a side honorable mention off the uh album it's actually one of my favorite songs it just is not the song of 2020 i guess off the album it's the title track song where it's like just instrumentals like is this the one where he's like talking to megan fox Mm, i think so yeah it just has it's an interlude isn't it? yeah it's an interlude yeah Yeah, i do like that too because it's actually a song but it's like a voicemail he left to Megan Fox, I think. Yeah. They just re-recorded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I do like that. But uh, Bloody Valentine, that was my number 14. And That's... people didn't like that album or the song. No. I was like, who people are you? People loved this album. This album was praised. Okay, There's a people... couple of our friends hated this album, and I'm like, what the fuck? No. Greg, you guys are just old and grumpy. Greg doesn't like it because he, he doesn't like you too. Our generation of people who like love that style of music, where that music was very popular, is who loved that album. Uh, Mr. Wilson didn't like the album. Wilson doesn't like anything. He's a hater. That's what I'm saying. We've got grumpy old friends. Well, it's well. Number one, it's Ryan Wilson. We love the guy, but I don't listen to his opinion on anything. Because <laughs> he hates everything. He does. Well, he says he does, and then I think he actually likes it. Wait, think, wait till he drinks a couple beers and be like, yeah. I love this. <laughs> uh, my number eight is Level of Concern, the outside version by Ooh. 21 Pilots. I think that version is blows away the original version when they added the trumpets and stuff into mm-hmm. the background. And I want to say this was performed on The Tonight Show, and I think the trumpets are actually the roots. I wanna oh, that'd s- be so cool. I think that's who it is. But uh, yeah, Level of Concern, I mean... This is such a good song. And they do a very good job of just keeping things relevant in their music. Uh, 
yeah, we're in fucking quarantine. And that's like, what they talk about. And I it's s- a good song. Right. I like when I stop talking for a second to have you jump in by for I just a second. I was mid-yawn. I was mid-yawn. I know. It's like, that's my luck. <laughs> it's like, I can't stop it. It's happening. <laughs> um, My number seven is Shot in the Dark by ACDC. That was an honorable what? mention of mine. Such a good song. It I was like, they're putting song. out new music? Shot in the Dark. You should listen to the whole album. It's it's just, oh my God, it's like old ACDC's back. It's great. Um, Yeah, anything else you want to add to that? I love ACDC. <laughs> okay. I love ACDC. Uh, my number seven, which I think it's higher up on yours, probably. Uh, it's by Coldplay. Is it higher up on yours? Just a little bit. All right, we'll wait. We'll wait then. We'll wait. Go ahead. What's your uh, number six? Orphans by Coldplay. What? That's last year. Oh, it was on the same album. Yeah, I know. I said, but my single. <laughs> that's okay. Why well, I put an honorable mention is Cry, Cry, Cry. Yeah, well, my number seven <laughs> is Cry, Cry, Cry by Coldplay. Orphans was like a single that came out in the oh. summer of last year. Way to fuck it up, Katie. Man, it's still I'm I'm claiming it because 2020 is fucked up. That's fine. Orphan counts as number six yeah, with the honorable mention of Cry, Cry, you Cry. Know, you know, like how like bands put out like songs like months before the album comes out. Um, I recently learned this today. You did? Well, you you were like some songs count and some songs don't. Well, it's like People by the 1975 came out in what was it? It came out in May of 2019, and that song is the first song on their new album which their new album came out in april of 2020 you picked people didn't you (laughs) no i mean that's that that one isn't gonna fly with me because that one like came out so long ago you totally picked people didn't you yeah it's 2020 you're such an idiot. <laughs> You're such a dummy. I don't remember when shit comes out. You love these lists. I hate them. I love listening to your lists. You know list. what's really easy to do also, Katie? Which very easy. It takes two seconds to look at what the name of the song is and type it into Google and just look at where it says released. Or I could just do what I'm doing and get in my way. <laughs> your way is bringing down the, uh, the integrity of the podcast. So Mr. Stoutsy, bring it up with him. Where am I at? Is it six. your turn? You're number six. It's your number six. I did my number six. What is it? Orphans by Coldplay. Oh, yeah. And my number seven was Cry, Cry, Cry by Coldplay. That's right. Cry, 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 though. If you haven't heard that song by Coldplay, it is very fucking good. It makes you want to cry. Uh, my number six is By and By by Camp. Okay. Yeah. Um, song is just... I don't even know how to put it. It's just like a folky song, and it's just very well done i mean on alt nation it was like number one on alt nation for like 20 weeks or something like that it's a solid run mm-hmm. uh my you, nothing... you always say like you want to talk about it but then when we get to the song when we save it for you you don't talk about it no you say you want to save it you get ready to say stuff about it though and i cut you off i'm like let's wait to talk about it then when i cut you off you can't go back to what you were saying do you want to know the real reason why is because i can't hear the song in my brain i'm blanking think about it every day all my money yeah that's a good song it's a folky song it's like a mountain song that's why i like it thank you if i would go to colorado maybe don't say the same thing i just said about it (laughs) 
You stressed me out so bad. I don't do anything. <laughs> you look at me. It's a fucking podcast. <laughs> I know they can't see the way you're looking at me. Um, I this is as close to as the country as I like is mountain music. Okay. And I, I like it. Yeah. Okay. See, now that was better. That was better. Thank that you. was something else that was different. Well, I couldn't fucking think you of what the song. This. I couldn't think of what the song sounded like. You stress yourself out. No shit. It's not me. It's not my looks. <laughs> it's you being like, uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, uh. That was Katie. That's my brain on podcast night. It's so frustrating. What's your next song? There's some hoes in this house. Really? Yeah, it's number five. It was Ugh. a. It was iconic of 2020. <clears throat> it was iconic of 2020. I hated the song when it came out. After like 30 listens to it, because you had no fucking choice but to listen to it 30 fucking times, you're like, huh, it kind of grows on you. That, that's my, that's it. Okay. Uh, my number five is Just by Run the Jewels, Zach De La Rocha, and Pharrell Williams. I thought that'd be higher for you. I did too until I remembered what else came out this year. And then I was like, ooh, that's at least, hey, it's the top five. It made it into the top five. So, yeah. Okay, my uh, number four. Look at all these slaves, masters posing on your dollar. Get it? You should explain how they made that song. Oh, just go listen to the song Exploder, and then you'll learn how they made it. Okay. Um, spoiler alert. It's kind of cool. They basically reached out to all the people on the song. They're like, hey, we'd like you to be on our song. Can you just record something for us? And they're like, sure. Well, Zach De La Roca. Um, from the Rage Against the Machine lead singer, he recorded something like one on one take, and like uh, it wasn't even a real take; it was practice. Yeah, and Run the Jewels were like, "No, that's it, that's it, that's our take right there. We're using that because yeah. it sounds grainy and it sounds real, so we're using that." He was like, "Oh, okay." The only thing they had him redo was the "Look at all these slaves, masters posing on your dollar." After like the chorus of that, at the very end of the, each chorus, you hear Zach De La Roca. Like, scream it, like, Rage Against the Machine style, scream it. And he was like, I need that rage. I need rage style, Zach. Not not rapper Zach. I need rage Zach on this part. And he, I mean, fucking kills it. Nailed it. Yeah, Just by Run the Jewels, Zach De La Roca. And Pharrell Williams is my number five. Are we on number four? Mm-hmm. So my number four is It's a Raid by Ozzy and Post Malone. Oh, that was your number four? Yeah. So fucking good. It is good. So fucking, like, surprising, too. It was like, what? Well, Ozzy was on Post Malone's album, and I didn't even think twice about, like, Post returning the favor, basically, and being on his new album. It's really good. I mean, that song is awesome. Like, they tear that song up. They do. I love that song. It's a fucking great song, and that was my... That was my number 23. That is a great song. Uh, Stupid. My number four is Caution by The Killers. I didn't have that on my list because I, I chose a different one. I know. Uh, that was So for me, it was Caution or uh, My Own Soul's Warning. Those are the two. I couldn't decide between the two, and I was listening to the two today. I almost switched it, but I didn't. But... My own soul's warning would be in the same spot if I had switched it. So, um, and imploding in the mirage by the Killers, their new album that came out this year, fantastic. I just listened to it on repeat for like a straight week. Did you? Mm-hmm. 
It's so good. Mm-hmm. It is such a good album. Uh, all right. What's your uh, number three? Top number three. Three. Top three is Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. I want your stupid love. love. It's old school Lady Gaga. It's like it almost disco school. heaven. Or, or not disco heaven. I mean, it is. But uh, what's. Uh, it reminds me of Born This Way. But it's Born This Way. But that's kind of newer Lady Gaga. What's the one? Oh, 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 yes. Bad Romance. Yeah. It's kind of like that first album. It's even mm-hmm. before that. What's the one? God. Poker face. Poker face. The one she got famous off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that kind of poppy feel mixed in with new release. You want to know a big reason why that song blew up for Lady Gaga? Poker face? Because the guy in the video with her? No, because it was sampled for a rap song. It was sampled for Kid Cudi and Kanye West for uh, po- 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 poker face. Po- po- oh. Poker face. I feel like. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, uh. Wasn't Kid Cudi in the music video with her? May have been. I think he was because that's why she also got famous. And I think it was the music video, but I could have made that up. So tip your hat to Kanye West because that's who produced that Kid Cudi song. So I'll fucking allow it. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He does know what he. I, he. he uh, he's one. Of, he's the will go down as one of the greatest producers of all time. He won me over with uh that interview or whatever he had with Kim Kardashian where he was just like, Oh, you don't have a jacuzzi in your pool. Can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? It just shows how like he's materialistic, obviously because he's fucking Kanye West, but how he's just like makes fun of Kim Kardashian for being so superficial. I don't know. They obviously have like a good family values and shit, which is kind of why I don't shit on the Kardashians too much, but we don't have (laughs) a, You have a jacuzzi in our pool, right? Um, no, that was <clears throat> got a frog in your throat. Yeah, no, that TikTok is hilarious. Um, we're on your number three. Yeah, my number three is I don't even know how Kill by Kilby. I think it's Kilby Girl by the Backseat Lovers. Um, this song is. It's just one of my favorite songs of the year. I mean, I listened to this song on repeat. The song is so fucking good. This, I mean, I can't even, like, put in the words how good this fucking song is. If the other two songs didn't come out this year, this would have been number one by far. This was, om- I almost actually picked this as my number one song. I can't even think of what this one sounds like. We're both blowing smoke deep in the night. No? No, not from that. That's okay, though. It's the, um... I heard she was 19. Oh, yeah. Got a fake ID and Oh, that's your number three? Ring. Those kind of girls tend to know things. That okay. song? All right. Yeah, that almost was my number one. It's, but it's number three. Yeah. Okay. Like, and like I said, the next two songs in front of it, if these two songs didn't come out this past year, this song would have been number one. In a heartbeat, would have been number one. This is... This song has become one of my favorite songs of all time. This is the guitar solo that you like yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, my number two is Dying Breed by The Killers. So it's between the one you picked, Dying Breed, and I forget which one you picked. I picked Caution. Caution, and so it's... Uh, my own soul's warning. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised it's... you picked this one. 
I like all three of them, but I figured you would pick one of the other two. The whole album was one of my faves, so. Uh, this Yeah, the Killers album is the second best album of the year, in my, mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's number one. Is it on your number one, number one? Yes. Okay, me too, probably. Uh, my number two, that was your number two? Mm-hmm. My number two is The Borders by Sam Fender. It's the song, it's the band that the lead singer sounds identical to The Killers. Oh, yeah. The saxophone in that song. More sax, please. So it's so funny. I, I love this song so much for the part with the saxophone in it. I think it just makes this song, it just takes the song to another level, in my opinion. The song is already good as it is, but when that saxophone part comes in, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this song is a, just a complete song altogether. Like, this is... This is such a fucking good song. And even on our my annual golf tournament this past year, when I played that song on my speaker, like two people on my uncle's team were like, what song is this? I'm like, why do you guys not like it? Like, no, I love it. Like, who is this? Like, it's really good. He's like, I thought it was The Killers. And then I was like kind of listening to it more. I'm like, maybe it's not The Killers. I've never heard this song. And I like them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't. Yeah, I'm like, that's one of the reasons why like, I love this song, too, because it sounds like The Killers. But the saxophonist in the in the song is actually the 1975 saxophonist. Well, that's why I'm you like, like it. I know, and I was like, of course, that's why I like it, because this guy is probably the greatest saxophone player of all time, if not, well, at least in today's music landscape, I think this guy is the best saxophone player in the world. Like, I don't think anybody can touch him. He actually just put out a uh, book about how to play the saxophone and like his favorite songs that he learned from and he put all the musical like notes and stuff in it. So where you can like play along. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, With that song, I don't notice the sax. Um, That's why, that's what I mean when I'm not, when I say sax is not my favorite instrument. I'm just saying you focus on that and I focus on other parts Uh, of the song. See, when I hear a saxophone in a, like a song that I like, like the first first time, like I hear it though, I'm like, oh, this song just automatically became one of my favorite songs. So like saxophone, I think it might be one of my favorite instruments, if not my favorite instrument. And I wish I could learn how to play it, but I feel like it would just hurt my mouth. I don't think it's a very comfortable instrument to play. Like, you know, when you blow up a balloon and like your mouth and your jaw starts to hurt from like blowing mm-hmm. up a balloon. That's why I feel like I would just feel that the whole time playing the saxophone. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number one, which you said is not allowed, but fuck it. It's 2020 is People by the 1975. Because on their 2020 album. That song is from May of 2019. <sighs> well, what song did you think I would pick? Because I'll just pick that one then. Off the, the new album? Yeah. I thought you were going to pick Jesus Christ. uh 2005 God yeah, Bless I like America. That one. Okay, so I'll pick that one. That's the song I totally thought you were going to well, pick. Well, it's a yeah. I just like the people a lot and I was like, "Oh, I'll pick this as my 2020 cuz that's like my all-time favorite 1975 song ever." That one is? Yes. Really? That one and two time. Those are your two favorites? Yes, those are my top 2. Okay. But like that was your number 1 was People? Well, no, it's Jesus Christ, Superstar. No, it's Jesus Christ, 2005, Whatever. God Bless America. Yeah, that one. That's my number one. it's a fucked up song about, like, it's about, like, being, being gay. gay. It, it, yeah. Being gay, but being religious and being fucked up because mm-hmm. of that. Song is very good. So that's actually your number one? That's actually my number one with a shout out to people because it was on the same album. You fucking idiot. Um, I at least got my order right this time. 
I even told you to Google it. It was on their album. Why would I have to Google it if it's on their 2020 album? Because that song is like the album came out almost a year after the song debuted. I would never know that. Do some research. It's not that hard. But the thing is, okay, I get do some research, like pick a song. And then when you look on the album, it says album produced in 2020. You would just assume the song came with the album. See, I wouldn't. I would just assume the song came with the album. All right. My number one is by the 1975. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually by Vin Diesel, and it's Feel Like I Do is my number one song of Did 2020. Did you not pick any 1975? Nope. nope. Vin Diesel's Feel Like I Do is my number one song of 2020. That's gross. Yeah, it's not. The, my number one song is the 1975. <laughs> uh, if You're Too Shy, Let Me Know is my number one song. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, Off their 2020 album, correct? Well, because the song didn't come out until they put out the album. So You let me put Harry Styles on there, which came out in 2019. If you, All you have to do is literally do some fucking research like a normal person does, and you know you would just figure it out. Or I could just put it on my list, and you can just let me put it on my list. Hmm. Or you could you know just sit on your phone and look at your phone and pick out some songs and then on your computer just type it in and just see what comes up i mean we have fiber internet it'll come up really quickly too maybe oh ne- wait or maybe you could next use, time or you could use your ipad maybe next time or i could, just assumed i thought it was could even ask one of our five fucking googles that we have in the house i just assumed it was on the 2020 album i don't remember when it came out but anyway <laughs> the saxophonist that was in my number two song the borders by sam fender is also in if you're too shy, let me know. Um, the saxophone in that song. He has gets a, he gets a fucking sax solo in the, my number one song and my number two song. This guy gets a sax solo in both songs. So is he the saxophonist of 2020? He's the saxophonist of our generation. I don't think there's any question about that. What a so great... I know there's like a really popular like saxophonist, I think, from the 80s, like maybe 90s. That people... Like he's, yeah. Like that... I've, no, there's... There's one, I don't know if that's him or not, but there's one that's like, he's very famous, like, for him playing the saxophone. But this guy, I think, is by far, bar none, the saxophonist of our generation. And I th- I'm pretty sure he's dating um, the bassist from the 1975. Oh, I feel like I remember you telling me that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this guy's blown up. Uh, there's a bunch of other songs I had no idea that he was even in when I heard the saxophonist. I'm like... He has this now. I'm starting to listen to like his certain style of the saxophone because he's quick. Like his saxophone style is very quick. From like you hear other saxophonists like like that. What you just did the band and like how it's like it's kind of slower mm-hmm. in a way. His is like like how he can change like he's like almost a trumpet. Yeah, it's crazy. Because he goes so fast, and it's like you don't really hear that from the saxophone a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I that. really like it. So, if you're too shy, let me know. By the night seventy five is my number one song of twenty twenty, and it was the song I was looking forward to the most of twenty twenty. Because I think every nineteen seventy five person, every nineteen seventy five fan in the world, was waiting for this to be released as a studio album or, or as a studio version, because they did this song live on the beginning of their tour that got canceled mm-hmm. thanks to COVID. But they did this song as a sneak peek on their tour, and people were like, holy shit, what song is this? This song is awesome. And it blew up, went viral, and people were just waiting for it. And then um, 
BBC and I even think Alt Nation were like, it's here, it's here. And like Alt Nation was like, we have the 1975 in studio with us today to talk about this song. Like, it's finally here, it's finally arrived. And they played it on the BBC One channel. They played it like back to back. They're like, we got to listen to it again. It's they did good. the slow burn the yeah. right way. Yeah. Um. So do you think the last two years that you've done top 20s, uh, top 20 lists, do you think the 1975 has been your number one both years aside from this year or in uh, in addition to this year? So you mean like the last two years you've done this with the end of the year? Not counting this year. Not counting this year. Let's find out. Take me two seconds. Okay. I bet you that it is at least one of the years. Uh, People was my number one song last year from 2019. And my song from 2020. Oh, wait. And my number two was Orphans. Way to go, Katie. Well, I didn't know that part of the rules, okay? You mean... We're not, we're not going to into it again because I already want to slap you. But, um... Which I have to wait until after we get off the air. Um... Choking. It was a joke. It was a joke. Joking. Don't look at me like that. Put you in the walls of Jericho. Um... Let's see. So, in 2018, uh, Sincerity is Scary by 1975 was number two. What was number one? Uh, this is America by Childish Gambino was number one oh. that year. Uh, and I think we have one from 2017, actually. I think we've this is the fourth year we've done this now. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot of years. That's great. Yeah. There, there's one from 2017 from The Offended Show. Uh, number my number one here was... The 1975 is actually not even on my list from 2017. You're so unclassy, uncultured swine. Remember, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 2017, Todd, is one we don't want to know. Yeah, because my number one song was You're the Best Thing About Me by U2. Oh, that was such a good album. Oh, does that hurt your feelings a little bit now? You're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm never sorry whose to song you. Is that? Whose song is that? Some Irish people. I don't know. They're my people. Inhalers, dad. Bitch. Um, I don't, is that the only one I have? Did I make one for 2016? Cause I did one every year and I can't remember if I, I, I did, I did a top 100 songs of 2016. Oh my God. You've been making lists forever. Uh, my number one song from 2016 was. Somebody else by the 1975. See, I knew it would be in your... So 2016, yes. 2017, no. 2018, it was number two. Mm-hmm. And 2019... And 2020 were both number ones. Okay. Maybe I need to start making a list where I just, I can't pick... The 1975. Yeah. So if we did that, then my number one song this year would have been uh, The Borders by Sam Fender. I might actually flip those. I might make it Kilby, Kilby Girl... Okay. Number two. I might actually flip that, actually. The more I'm sitting here thinking about it. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, like, I listen to The Borders the way I listen to Kilby Girl now. You know? Yeah. It's like, Kilby Girl is still fresh for me. The Borders was back in uh, January, February. Yeah, when you hear a new song, you listen on repeat for, like, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Straight. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. Okay. But anyway, those were your top 20 songs of... 2020 let's hit them with the one two three finish and let's say 
Let's blow up this motherfucker known as 2020. Did you not do face and heel? No. I told you we weren't doing that. See, you got my list all wrong. I told you we were just, I don't know how many times I had to explain to you that all we are doing this week. Man, I was super prepared. Well, but underprepared. Just make it your I got so many things to choose from now. I don't know. Katie, this is the, here, here, listen, here you go, offenders. Here's the thing that I get driven fucking crazy with Katie. I give her the rundown of what we are doing on the show 17 fucking times a week because I have to keep telling her over and over what we are doing because she says, oh, I listen to my boyfriend. No, you don't. Uh, and I've told you, we're only talking about Brody Lee and we're doing the top 20 songs of 2020. So is face and heel in that? Am I your heel for this week? Yes, by far. Okay. Uh, my heel of the week. Oh my God. Just do your <laughs> one, two, three finish. Okay. My number one is the, the face of the week, which is, um, the Fleetwood Mac song dreams. Uh, oh. Fleetwood Mac song dreams. <laughs> Cracking myself up. It was the best comeback of 2020. Okay. It was good. That was my face and my number one, two, three, you finish. I disagree. Brody Lee was the best comeback of 2020. I'm talking about songs. Yeah. One up you, bitch. Um, my heel of the week, which is my number two. Um, the worst song of 2020 is if this is the last time by Lanny. And the Tootsie Slide by Why? Drake. Either way, they both suck. Hey, mom. I don't even know you can't even make fun of that song because you put it on a playlist. You make me my playlists that are like my mixtapes. It's really sweet. It's like the thing you do because you love me and it makes me feel loved. And you put that That's stupid fucking song on that... my playlist. I'm like, you put this song on my playlist and you're like, it's 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 Lanny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it Lanny? <laughs> It's Laney. And I'm like, yeah. It's Lainey, Lonnie. Lonnie kind of sucks. For the hundredth time, it's <laughs> Lonnie. Again, you don't listen. It's Lonnie. I've said it on here that it's Lonnie. <laughs> I even corrected you and said it's Lonnie. And you just ignored me and kept saying it. Well, no, I know you said it was something, but then I couldn't remember what oh you said God. it was. I miss Jim so much. Anyways, that's my number two and the heel of the week. And then my number three is... uh. I really hope the guy who you, who uh, stood up for himself at the gas station with the twisted T, I hope he doesn't get criminal charges. I don't think he's going to. He smacked the shit out of that guy. That guy deserved it. Oh, he deserved the shit out of it. I just um, hope he doesn't get charged press like assault with a weapon or some shit. Some stupid fucking shit. So that's my three. Good vibes out in the universe. Uh, my number one, Santa. What the fuck? Where's my, play- where's my PlayStation 5? The fuck Santa? And by Santa, I mean, hey, mom, where's my PlayStation 5? You weren't very good this year, so. Psh. Am I talking to you? Psh. So is that your heel of the week, too? I'm going to punch your dog. Um, My number two is Get Well, uh, Jonathan Taze, uh, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. He said he was feeling, like, lethargic and tired a lot recently, so... He, the, they're trying to figure out, he went to the doctor, he went to the doctors and they, uh, they're trying to figure out what's wrong with him. They don't really know like what's going on. Um, so he's going to miss the uh, training camp in the first couple of weeks of the NHL season for sure right now until he feels like he can perform at a hundred percent again. It's just very scary because it just automatically reminds me of Brody Lee and 
how he was like, I feel tired and I can't get through some workouts like right now. And, you know, I fucking please. I, I from a blues fan. I please get well better. Like, God damn, you're one of the best players in the NHL. Like, so just get well better. It's really scary to hear that. And of course, obviously at number three, we love you, Brody Lee. All right. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at offended pod. Make sure you go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at trick 1042. You can follow dumbass over here on Twitter at naked lady with two Y's. Uh, make sure to go follow our playlist exclusively on Spotify at offended presents songs of the week. And uh, for next Christmas, I already put it out. You have a Christmas plays for next year. Fender presents a very special Christmas. Um, I will also put out the top 40 songs by me of 2020. That will be a playlist that should be, hopefully will be up uh, by the time this episode comes out. I might do it tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. Get off your lazy butt and do it. I know. I got to make the cover art again. So don't even ask what the cover art is because you did on the last episode and I had to explain it to you. What were you going to (laughs) ask? It was that, wasn't it? Oh my God. I hate you so much. Is that really what you were going to ask? No. Yes. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yes. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) So this is my last um, episode for Offended. I will not be invited back next week that is a cover art that is a cover art that is a cover art I know, that is a cover art i know what a cover that, well you make those yeah for the offended ones yeah oh i just thought a picture <laughs> again i will not be present anymore on offended's podcast i've been formally kicked off the show i wish i could i don't have anybody else to join me right now guess you're stuck with me Yay me. Do the cover art of me. No. Uh, make sure wherever you're listening to this on, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us just by searching Offended. Uh, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Uh, you can make sure to go check out anythingbecredible.com for all your network needs for today. Our podcast, Offended, the Anything But Credible podcast, and the Going Off Topic podcast. You can go find all that at anythingbecredible.com podcast mo check it all out yeah you got anything else you want to add you got any wishes for 2021 is 2021 gonna be your year katie no nobody better claim this shit i just hope it's better than 2020 i, I just want to go back to 2019 my, I, that's all i want to do i my, just want to go 2019 was so much fun i want to go back to 2019 so bad Blues won the stanley cup <laughs> i keep trying to say something good my. Avengers Endgame came out. 2019 was just such a kick-ass year. And do you have anything else you want to add, 2019 Katie? was great. 2020 was the worst year in probably a century. Um, it was fucking miserable. Miserable. And then 2021, I just, my only goal for it is to be better than 2020. Like, 2020 is like, out of 10, it's a zero. It's like a negative three. I just want 2021 to be like a two out of 10. Like, that's all I want. Nothing crazy, nothing spectacular, no trips to Disney World. Just like. Come on, Biden. Come on, Biden. God. Please help us out. 
Um, funny, funny things I saw on Twitter were politicians um, making fun of Mitch McConnell for blocking the two thousand dollars stimulus. And they were saying, like, move, Mitch. Get out the way. He needs to get hit with a fucking <laughs> twisted tr- uh, T. Mitch better got my money. <laughs> so stupid. It is. Vote the dinosaur out. Yeah. Uh, well, 2020, go fuck yourself. I never want to see your face ever again. This year has fucking sucked, except for this house that we got. This house, I love this house. I hate my dogs, and I hate Katie. So I guess I can't wait to look forward to 2021. Shut up. 2021. Oh. My God, stop with that. Just end the show. Play us out. No. I'm just gonna keep it I'm gonna prolong it as long as possible just to make you uncomfortable because I can tell by your face you want it to be over. How do you know my face looks like this when I want it to be over? <laughs> but I'm ching. It's bad sex joke <laughs> it's a joke do you want to go there no i don't want to go there <laughs> say i'll win all right well for, anyways for tricky or for katie k naked lady i'm tricky this has been offended presented by the anything incredible network fuck you 2020 we fucking hate you you fucking suck and to play you out in its entirety is the uh, YouTube version, which is actually the live version of If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know by the 1975, and it will be played in its entirety. And here it is. We will see you guys next year. But Maybe. Maybe. For me. But anyway, we will see you guys. Bye, bitches. Happy new fucking year. Happy new year. We love you, Brody Lee. (laughs) 